Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Welcome to Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf, and uh, let me address the... The hold-down situation off the top. Um, you know, the owners have us over the barrel a little bit, us players. Uh, you know, you want to be there for your teammates, but you also, you know, you got you to gotta put bread on the table. Our careers don't last very long. You got to maximize the money while you can make it. Our contracts are not guaranteed. Uh, the, the odds are stacked against us here, and they play, they play off the fact that they know that us – us good players want to be there for our teammates, um, but you know, with that in mind, we, we were able to come to uh, to terms on uh, something that made sense for both sides. Uh, I'm happy to uh, be able to provide for my family, and also I'm happy to be here uh, to to be with with Zach Berman. And so, uh, with that, I will I will take uh, no further questions on the matter. I'm here to play football. I'm here to focus, and uh, and I'm ready to get going. As I learned uh, my first year on the beat when I was asking these questions about Usa, about Osa Yuminora's holdout, that players don't talk about other players' contracts. So <laughs> I am uh, I will leave that up to you. All right, fair enough. And so uh, with that said, we are beginning our our process of daily podcasts from Craning Camp, as we call it. Uh, we'll have our Quactus report coming up, but uh, before we get to today's practice, Zach. Why don't you fill me and the rest of our listeners in on what transpired, uh, what was notable from the first three days of Eagles training camp. Pretend like I have not been reading, not paying any attention. <laughs> sure. Well, I'll give you the uh, Cliff Notes version in honor of Shilka uh, The The first day, the, the, the big news was that Brandon Brooks came out with his helmet in hand. That was a, that was a stunner. Yes. Uh, therefore, eliminating him from the possibility of the pup list. He, he's not on the pup list. And so just to give our, our listeners what that means, had he started on pup, the Eagles could have the chance to begin the regular season with him on pup. Um, and that would have held him out for up to six weeks, but you preserve that roster spot. Because he's not on pup to begin training camp, he cannot be on that list to start the season. So that means he's going to be on the 53-man roster this year to begin the year. So it's a notable development considering that he got hurt in January in that last game. Uh, and in talking to him after practice, he thinks week one is a realistic goal. Uh, so that was kind of the big news that first day. Jalen Mills was the only one on the pup list. Then as they kind of got on in practice, a thing that stood out, and it's been the source of a lot of questions during training camp, is 12 personnel. I know one of your favorite topics. Uh, it's okay. The Eagles are, are playing a lot of two tight end sets. They It, it really seems, and, and Doug Peterson has said this during the offseason, that they spent a lot of time looking at how to use two tight ends. They're focused on getting Dallas Goddard involved. They they started group install with it the first three days. So really it's it's 
it's almost like their base offense. Um, another thing that stood out is how much they're using Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun has has not really been a big deep threat so far during camp. He hasn't connected with Carson Wentz that often deep, but they're getting him the ball all over the field. Uh, and in talking to different players, they say he doesn't get enough credit for the type of route runner he is, and that Carson-Deshaun connection is a big topic here the first few days of camp. Then the other thing I, I would say is the Eagles are missing a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball. What you see from defense is not what you'll see right. on September 8th. They're, they're, they're missing uh, Fletcher Cox, Nigel Bradham, Derek Barnett, who, as we've said, you wrote an outstanding story about before Thank camp you. began. Both starting cornerbacks Rodney from a McLeod, year ago. Yep. Yeah, Rodney McLeod. Uh, but offense, outside of Brandon Brooks, every starting player is – playing with the first-team offense uh, during team drills, and that wasn't the case one year ago. So uh, the first-team offense looks good because they have their bodies. How were the, uh, the coordinator press conferences? <laughs> uh, so, so I haven't I read through got, the transcripts yet. To I only got to a part of the sports because I was talking to Jason Peters that day. Jason Peters, uh, who, as, as you know, does not – Often speak right. to, to the yeah, so, you don't you want to miss those yeah shots, so you don't want to yeah. miss that so I was talking to Jason got there for the you got, a, you got a little iron in the fire on that bad boy I'm, I'm looking yes. forward to seeing yeah. how it turns out and um, and Schwartz uh, he was typical Jim Schwartz he was he was talking about how how much he likes the defensive the new defensive line that he has uh, he quoted Shakespeare at one point. Oh, what did he say? Um, he, 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 he did was it a Danelle Ellerby reference? It was no, it was uh that's a good one, Hamlet there. He said he used the line discretion is the right side of valor. Okay. Uh, he did, he was trying to figure out what the line was in his head, right. so he said whatever it is, just use that. Okay. And he was referring to them being careful with Fletcher Cox. He said Fletcher Cox is not technically on the injury report. Right. But they're being uh, careful with him. Right. What's, and then what's the point of pushing Fletcher Cox? Exa- he right says now. he's not trying to make the team, which right. is a good admission because you're here. <laughs> I'm glad for, it, for, it is nice. That is not a typical football guy <laughs> no, thing. No, no. And then it's nice to hear that. Yeah, they're evaluating yeah. everyone, but they're That's not evaluating a Fletcher bit Cox. Of honesty, yes. yeah. He's also coming off. He played way more snaps last year exactly. than he did the year before. So had yeah. surgery. Yeah. Let the guy. Let the guy. Take as much time as he wants. And then Mike Rowe. Uh, Mike Rowe has, has, has made a lot of strides at the, at the lectern from year one. You to think year so? Two. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking we'll see a different Mike Rowe He's this year. He's making micro improvements? Yes. There you go. I like that. Well done. Uh, similar, well, well, Frank Reich uh, was, was good year one, but one, improved from year one to year two. And I saw uh, a little more personality from Mike Rowe. Well, so Sheila and I were, you know, we were smitten with with Frank Reich. You were, but we yes. didn't see we didn't see year one, so we didn't we didn't know that there was improvement. Yeah, now now, now Frank was always good up up there. You okay. know, he's, he's the former quarterback, former backup quarterback. Yeah. Backup quarterbacks are usually good with the media. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I I do feel Frank. You know, in in year one, it's very clear it's Doug's offense. He's not calling the plays. Right. Um, and in year two, he, he he really started to kind of loosen up in, in terms of okay. what he was saying. Well, what always stood out was he was he didn't he didn't play like the the football guy games of like pretending that everything was a, 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 like a super duper secret. Like that's true. He was willing to actually have conversations. Yeah, actually, I, nice. I I specifically recall during this time it was like the first weekend of the 2017 training camp when he was asked about the slot, and he's like. Oh yeah, Nelson Aguilar's gonna—he's <laughs> gonna be there. And then, sure enough, a week later, they traded Jordan Matthews, and Nelson Aguilar was the slot receiver. So yeah, Frank Frank Reich was willing to talk. That's pretty good. So Micro has made has made some strides. I mean, I'm not putting him in the Frank, Frank Reich territory okay. yet. Um, 
if that was the case, she would be here every single day, probably. That micro was talking. That's um, true. But, but uh, yeah. no, uh, he, yeah, and I, th- I, I thought we saw a little more from from micro, and I think uh, he'll show continued improvement up there. Okay, I like that. Anything else from the first uh, first few days? So Matt Collins was back. Oh, yes, yes. And then not back, as 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 you will get to, uh, but. Um, other than that, you you had Cravon LeBlanc. That was a big one. Cravon LeBlanc went down the first day, um, and he seemed fine after practice. But clearly, there was something wrong. He's he's week to week with a foot injury. Showed up with a boot. Yep. And uh, and then they're really undermanned a cornerback, and they added Orlando Scandrick. Yeah. What did you make Saturday of night. What did you make of the Scandrick move? I was at a wedding. Uh, okay. And shout out to uh, to. Potty, uh, dedicated listener buckets uh, who uh, who told me that they had signed Orlando Skandrick, um, and you know what did you make of the deal? To me, it seems like I read your thing, and Malcolm Jenkins is taking second team nickel reps. Like they just needed they just needed somebody to take those reps. Yes, and I I think with with Jalen Mills, we don't know when he's going to be back um, because he's on pup. As we said, he might not start the season on the active roster. Right. Craven. Uh, well, Sounds like it could linger. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So I think they need some bodies, and this is a guy who who has experience in the league. So I don't think this is a season changing move, but who knows? That he he might be depth that they need to turn to at some point. I mean, he's not. Uh, he as I put in their practice observations, he is not like that far removed from like uh, where Patrick Robinson was two seasons ago. Well he's a little bit older. He's two That's and a half years older than, than Robinson was. And, you know, he was signed right before camp. But I don't think he's going to make the team, but he's at least like they need somebody to take some nickel reps and he's, while Jones and Maddox are jockeying for first team position. He's a childhood friend of Deshaun Jackson. So uh, yes. there's, a, there's a rich storyline there. Um, okay, so we, we move on to today. And before we move to today, one more uh, apology that I have to make uh, to another valued listener, Zoe Bevilacqua, who was miffed that she was excluded from your favorite ZBs. Ooh, I like that. A little I Yeah, that's, that's a great ZB. Yeah. So, Zoe, you are so on to my me, list of top To me, ZBs. it's her. she's number one and Zach Berman is number two. And Zach Brown's number three, and then Zach Berkowitz, the guy you went to school with. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah, okay. he could be number four. Okay. Uh, all right. So today's practice, uh, toasty. I'll tell you that. Uh, it was it was a little uh, a little spicy out there. Um, what jumped out to me, Matt Collins? You you were uh, the one who pointed out that he was uh, he was not out there, and then Doug Peterson said afterwards it was not a uh, it is not related to last year's injury. It is a new lower body injury for Matt Collins. So. Um, I mean, the guy's on like a like a Roman Quinn level of of just not being able to stay healthy. It seems like right now. That's a good cross podcast reference. Yes. Um, yeah. No. He he was. I mean, last year at this time, it was one of those things where the injury kept lingering. They thought he was going back for week one. He went on IR. Uh, it's good that it's not related to last year, but he's someone who who needs to play. You know? Yes. Yeah. I don't think Matt Collins can stand on reputation alone. Right. At this point. Now, was Paul Warlow injured over the weekend? Or no, Paul Warlow played uh, the last practice, so this okay. was the first time Paul Paul Warlow was not. I there. think he too must think that he has done enough <laughs> over the first three days of practice to uh, to have made the team. He can rest on his laurels at this point. If if we all had only Delaware listeners, perhaps so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Um, so uh, today was a big Carson Wentz to Sean day. He mm-hmm. did he hit him for a, a couple big plays. Um, I know some people wrote about that. Um, 
Let's see. Clayton Thorson made what I thought was the worst throw I've ever seen in my life. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you the happen duck? to see that one? Yeah, I, the one I that went see. sailed like fifteen <laughs> yards out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Whew. Not so, a, so you're still not, not a good buying, first impression. You're still straight. not buying Clayton Thorson stock. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, that was in ten years of training camp. I think that was the worst throw I've ever seen. I no, guess. I, I guess it's not as bad as an interception because there's no there's no turnover. But just in terms of pure quality of the throw, I mean, I feel like been... I, I mean I know that I would have made a better throw. There have been some like, you know, Dane Evans, Joe Callahan. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, actually, no. I'm going to take this back. I'm going to take this back. Adam DeMichael? Out of, res- out of respect to both Dane Evans and, and Joe Callahan, in the summer of 2015, I covered Tim Tebow. He already <laughs> And I got to tell you, there were some throws there yeah. that, uh, with all due respect, uh, were the worst throws I've seen. Okay. So, like spiked into the ground? Yeah, kind of bad boys. Just, just like totally inaccurate. But that being said, the fourth preseason game that year, he played outstanding, and he outplayed Matt Barkley um, mm-hmm. in the fourth preseason game. And it he's was, a gamer. It, he is a gamer, and it was uh, the most compelling fourth preseason game I ever covered because there was so much interest in the Tim Tebow Matt Barkley uh, duel. What is your what are, when you think of a fourth preseason game? What are the memories that that jump out to you? Okay, so we have uh, 2013. Chris McCoy, I believe was his oh. name, outside yeah, he linebacker. Made the team, didn't and, he? No, he, he didn't make the team. Yeah, Everyone thought he was going to yeah, make the he, team. And it was like his outrage. Uh, yeah, yeah, how, can yeah. You, how can you not keep that's Chris right, McCoy? That's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> he landed in Jacksonville, I think, and never yeah, did anything. It, yeah. It, it, but, I remember that. But they really didn't have, have uh, the edge rushers that, that, right. that year. And it was yeah, like, well, you can't cut Chris McCoy. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, I think I was on that. You can cut him. I think I was on that wagon like this you know, if you say preseason matters, then right. you cut Chris McCoy. Right. It clearly, and uh, clearly they lived to yes. tell about it. Uh, Henry Josie had a great fourth preseason yeah. game. Um, Emmanuel Acho, who did survive, mm. uh, I think he had a block punt at one point, maybe in the fourth okay. preseason game. But and I, I will never, and I'll, I'll say this for my listeners, and, and you know this, I will never complain about this job. Okay, to me, there's no bad day on this job. But the that the, is a that is a stark difference between you and Sheila Capadia. The users are going to need to get. get but used there to. are two days annually that I that contest me. Okay. okay. Well, actually, it's it's every other year is the Jets preseason game up there when you right, when you're gonna, when you're driving home yeah. on the Jersey Turnpike at one a.m. for for from a. A, a game that is totally inconsequential right. for the season. You know, it's consequential for the players we're playing, sure. but not for the season. That, and then every year there's you have the, to add a, you have to add a post game pod onto that. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, then the the uh, the f- there's a 6 a.m. flight out of the Dallas Fort Worth airport that I take every year after the Eagles Dallas game. And last year was the first year that which is often a primetime game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last year right. was the first year that the game was not primetime. Oh. Actually, that and then the, the Thanksgiving year, too, I think it was. So those two years. But other than that, so seven years covering the team, five years, it was, it was always – it's a night game. So, right. so literally, you're, you're you either haven't slept or you slept like an hour and a half. Right. Um, because the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, you need to – you know, you need to go to the rental car center. It's it, it's it's a big airport. That's you can't just true. show up at your gate like thirty minutes before. Right. Um, so those two days are the only days that like I love the third day of the draft. I'm, I don't even complain about oh, that. I love it's the just third day of the draft. it's it's the fourth it's the fourth preseason game okay. when it's in New York and that morning flight out of Dallas. Okay, that's good. Two years ago, I did the uh, for the Dallas game 
uh, I was going. I, had, I was coming from a Middlebury hockey game, and so I did the fly-in Sunday morning. Okay. Don't even get a hotel room. Rent a car. Slept like an hour in the car in like at the airport. That was a fun. That's one. good one. I did that for Chicago this year. Uh, well, you had a baby. Yeah, coming, I right? had a baby coming. So okay. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, where were we? This was a good. Uh, the, we were talking about the throw. Uh, the throw. The, the yeah. infamous terrible, throw. Terrible yes. throw from Clayton Thorson. I also noticed this is this is uh, total like sideline coaching that uh, means nothing. But his feet, like he wasn't moving his feet when he was uh, waiting for guys to get open. He looked like. Uh, like Ryan Mallett or something like okay. that. Okay, uh, which yeah, I want to see. He's built differently than I want to see a little. I want to yeah. see a little bit of uh, movement. You know, I got to be. That's ready how to he's throw. advertised. He's 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 good on the move. Yeah, well, so that uh, I didn't like that. So, so is, uh, is there any so chance they don't keep him? Stock down for Clayton Thorson for me right now. Is there any chance they don't keep him? Or I don't to... think so. Okay. I really like that would really surprise me. Uh, and we you know we both did our pre camp fifty threes, yep. uh, which we haven't talked about on the pod yet, but um, we both I think feel similarly that. Even if he's really bad, like I feel like they'll protect that investment. There's guys, there's like there's guys who are going to be inactive anyway. Exactly, uh, it's a five person draft class. Obviously, Doug likes him to some extent. You you, you want to give him a year of uh, of of time with the guy, and I, I don't think they would risk putting and, him through. No, and I I don't think this is a phantom IR situation either. Because in a quarterback's case, you want him to throw the ball and learn practices, and if he's on yeah, IR, that's, true. that's a good point. Um, unless you just want him to learn the system, right? But, uh, but maybe they can they can get, they can give him the Donnell Pumphrey injury and uh, right. stash him. Yeah, I think that's possible. Uh, we didn't have many differences. I think we only had two differences. One of them was I had Brooks on uh, pup, so I I lost that one already. That was, um, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that was tough. Um, and then the other one was I think I had uh, maybe I had Trey Sullivan on and you had Sandejo on, and I just mm-hmm, yeah. I, I don't really feel strongly about that. Sandejo's, Sandejo's look good so far. Actually. He's looked okay, and, yeah. and he's he's playing a lot. I think they're probably more likely to cut Fort than they are to cut Sunday. Now, I I, sh- I should say in in my summary earlier on, I didn't add that Saturday they had hitting or not hit they had thud pads right, and there were two guys who who got really excited in that, and that was Andrew Sadejo who right. who decked Josh Adams. He's a, he's a real concussion uncle type <laughs> player, and then Alex Singleton, who was Alex Singleton laid a hit on. On Boston, it was Scott. Boston Scott, right? That Knocked was, him out of practice. Yeah, the, yeah. Scott Scott went in for a bit, came back out, but the CFL import it had a little Brian Brayman in it. Okay, uh, so that's what that's what stood. Did out. he like 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 he was like standing over him and like sh- hooting and ho- hooping and hollering, or more just the no, just hit like it was, it was it was the type too, of hit that you don't expect to see. And, okay, yeah, I was actually I was thinking of Brayman recently because I was reading your outstanding Jason Peters story from oh, the off season. And you had the anecdote about the Jason right. Peters, Brian Braman fight. One of the great. Uh, so uh, check that out. That article is from February. Scenes. Check that out on theathletic.com. Thank you. Uh, I, the dynamic here of you of you laughing at my like laughing at my jokes and plugging my stories is uh, the the listeners are gonna. Uh, Am I supposed uh, to be more of a foil? Uh, it was that that's the, how she was. But okay. you got to be yourself. You know. True. True. Uh, you got to be yourself. Um, what else uh, from practice today? Um, so today it was it was Sidney Jones in base, and then when they were in nickel, Sidney Jones moved inside, and Avante Maddox was on the outside. That's a little bit different than it was the first couple of days. Yes, right? yes. Uh, in the in the past few days, they had Avante on the outside, and Avante moved inside, and Sidney played on the outside. And I thought Sidney, Sidney. I'm sorry, I, I made him female for a second. I thought you said it right. <laughs> um, uh, I thought he had the best play I've seen him make in practice in Saturday's session. He had a great interception. 
on a deep ball to Matt Collins. Uh, and I've said this, I think he's much better on the outside than the slot. I, I agree under, with that. I understand that they want to cross-train these guys, but I would give him the Rasul Douglas treatment. I would make him your outside cornerback and just have him focus on that. Mm. And I do think, and I think that Maddox is probably better inside than he is outside. I agree. Uh, so it is, it seems like that's the way they should go if Mills is not ready to, ready to play. But as Jim Schwartz says, they just like to test these, these things out. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and uh, without Nigel Bradham, it was Camus and Nate Gary as the first team nickel linebackers today. Is that what it what it was the first several days? Yes, yes, for the most part. Now they've done some mixing and matching, like they've they've had their twos in with the ones sometimes. Right. But, uh, it seems like Brown and Fort played together. Yes. No matter what which defensive line. Yes. Is on. Yes, that is accurate. Okay. Uh, I guess that's uh, I guess those are the main depth chart notes. I liked that. Uh, my guy Sua Opeta is getting second team offensive line reps at left guard. He's the only he's he's the early uh rookie undrafted lineman making a move. Yeah, so so you think there's a shot at the fifty three or I don't know, maybe top he's, practice by candidate. I don't know. I mean I mean, obviously that's that is because Wisniewski is taking the center reps with the second mm-hmm. team and he is the real second team left guard, but I don't know, maybe uh, maybe they like Opeta a little bit more than you do. I should say Halapulavati Vitae has been your right guard, first-team right guard throughout camp. That hasn't changed. And Mike Rowe said um, they're viewing him as, as their right guard right now. That's, that's the So it's not the type of thing where he's taking some guard reps, some tackle reps. He's playing right guard. Okay, that's good. And then what, uh, what did you glean from uh, Doug Peterson today? And were you in on Carson? I was in on Carson. Um, you know, Carson feels good. Uh, <laughs> as, as just you I noticed imagine. that his, uh, his brother wasn't, was uh, around today. Yeah, another Zach. Oh, is he a Zach? He's a Zach, okay. yep. Um, ZW. There you go. Zion Williamson. Yeah, I like that. That, that, that went quick to your head. Uh, so, no, Carson was talking a lot about Deshaun, about the different options they have, about uh, you know how, how, how versatile they are. Uh, he, he likes that. Um, the, the big thing last week when he spoke uh, was how much leaner he is. He's dedicated his offseason to nutrition. As we've talked about, as, as he wrote about, he, he did mention to ESPN's Tim McManus that he had to go vegan for two months Okay. Um, to kind of see what is, or either a month or two months, I would need to look that up specifically, to kind of see what his, his food allergies were or, oh, or what his body responded to, okay. and then he reintroduced it back into his diet. But he does look leaner. Um, it's, Do you think there was like a formal introduction? <laughs> Like, no, oh, no. Hello, <laughs> hello, stomach. This is chicken. Well, he does love steak. Chicken no, stomach. he he loves steak, and he and... Well, he loves dead animals. That's for sure. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good. One. I mean, he does. <laughs> he likes. I mean, I, he better be eating turkey with all those turkeys that he's killing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no, his he loves he loves bison. He yeah. Loves steak. Uh, and so that was a big thing. The first time he spoke, and then today it was more about personnel and and working with Deshaun. Uh, what was my big takeaway with, with Doug? I, I did ask Doug today about 12 personnel. You did? That was a good um, question. And what I'm curious about is this dictated entirely because of Dallas Goddard? Like, do they want to get Goddard on the field, or do they just like the off the way the offense functions out of it? And it sounds like a little bit of both. They are making a, a commitment to getting Goddard on the field. Um, what I'm curious, though, is say Ertz goes down or say Goddard goes down. Uh, then are, are, you, are you running these packages with Richard Rodgers, or do you just go to 11? And my guess is they just go to 11. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, 
unless uh, there's another wide receiver injury. It's it, yeah, to me, it's not it's not a stylistic choice. It is a it is a it's, personnel. It's motivated, choice. But yeah, exactly. And and so that said, I mean, I think I think they drafted Goddard because they wanted to play more twelve personnel. Uh, and so I think it, it is a little bit of both. They see mismatch mismatch advantages there. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. But but if Goddard goes down, it's not going to be like okay, let's let's get Richard Rogers matched up on this, uh, you know, on this exactly. nickel, on this nickel linebacker. And I don't think they're going to run many empty formations. So that means you're bringing a receiver off the field. And so is is it Nelson? Uh, it would seem to be Nelson because because Nelson plays the slot. But they've been running some some twelve with Nelson on the outside, Deshaun off the field. Yeah, they've been rotating those guys. Exactly. It's, a, it's a good way to limit the. I mean, with a guy like Deshaun Jackson and and Alshon too, like there's reason to limit their snaps sure. if you can. So it does it does make a little bit of sense. Sure. So uh, so I was asking Doug about that. Uh, Doug had a few injury questions, some some Deshaun questions, uh, but it's it's not like at, at this time last year, you you needed constant Carson Wentz updates. Um, there's not that that kind of big dominant storyline with this camp and in in that sense it's very similar to 2017 when i don't want to say it was like a drama free summer but 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 there wasn't that, right. that big dominant storyline uh kind of over them yeah um let's see what else i i don't know i had something and, and then i forgot oh i i feel like uh darren sproles has been involved in the offense Plenty already. Yes. I mean, one day. He, but he's get like he got more touches than Miles Sanders did today. Yeah, like, they're throwing him. They're running him. So it's not like the idea that he's going to just be a pun returner. I think is is not the case. I don't think he's 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 going to be like over twenty five percent of the offensive snaps. I'd be surprised. We'll see. Yeah, I'd I'd be surprised. Uh, but in Darren Sproles' fashion, he's he's finishing every drill. He's he's taking that oh, handoff right. and and sprinting to the end zone as. My old friend Chip Kelly used to say, yes. uh, "This is something that we're going to have to get into at some point." <laughs> the best practice player he's ever seen. Your love for Chip Kelly? Um, not my love for Chip Kelly, but my re- my respect for Chip Kelly relative to the way he's viewed in Philadelphia. So you think he's not the worst person ever? No, and the I don't worst think he's alive. I don't think he's a, he's as, as bad a coach as people think. Too. I agree to disagree. We'll have a different podcast with that where I defend Chip Kelly, but I'll just say twenty wins in two years. That's hard to accomplish for anybody. I think maybe it is best that we save that for. Uh, we'll have to do a, a flock trial. Yes, and get, we'll get Shield involved. We can get Shield to be the uh, the judge. Um, what else? Any uh, any lower level guys on the roster popping for you at all? Uh, so still relatively early for that. Um, yeah, I mean it's been two real practices. So yeah, far, so yeah, yeah. Still, what'd you do with your what'd you now, do with your off now, now Carlton Agadazi. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it correctly. Okay, he I, had I thought your, it was Agadosi, but Agadosi is probably that's a yeah, guess. That's, that's, that's no, I think that's a good guess. Uh, he he made a great catch in um, practice on Friday. Yeah, uh, Greg Ward has has he had a nice little day good. today. Yeah, uh, and, and that's been consistent. Um, he's he's outplayed Braxton Miller, uh, who was. Your other quarterback converted wide right. receiver. Um, so yeah, I, I think at this time of camp, receivers tend to stand out a, a little more because it's really passing camp. Unless you have pads on, mm-hmm. they had pads today. They had pads Saturday, uh, but it's it's still too early to really give an authoritative uh, an authoritative statement on a down the depth chart player. What did you do with your day off on Sunday? I uh, spent time with my wife and kids, as I Very should nice. say on this podcast. Well, listen, I was going to say we're we're going to cut this bad boy short because you have some you have some fatherly duties. I want the listeners to know that you are not you are not a uh, an absent 
father. No, I I, I want to make sure you I do take you do take care of um, some some parental responsibility. I will say that that um, my wife gave me a lot of time to transcribe on Sunday as okay. well. So I did some transcribing too. Okay, what's your what how, what's your transcribing? Uh, you feel like you're a good transcriber? No. Okay. Uh, no, I, well, I, I think I'm an average transcriber. Okay. Um, I, I like to listen through. To, I don't transcribe the whole interview. Uh, I'll transcribe. I listen through the whole. I, I listen through a whole interview. Okay. And I'll give the topic of an answer and the time. Right. If it's not a quote, I'm going to use, and I'll summarize the quote. Okay. Um, I'll go word for word if it's something that you I feel go back I'm through use. and then go word for word. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Interesting. I'm. I'm a pretty yeah I'm I'm a pretty diligent transcriber in that like I, it really helps me kind of flesh out a story right. as, I, as I go back and listen. So I I probably do more transcribing than uh, than I need sometimes. I am more I like I will I will try to transcribe word for word as I just as I go through. That's hard to do. It is hard to do. And then if there like there are answers where I know that this yeah. is like I just remember that this is not going to be. Uh, something that I need the full quote on, and I'll just take a couple notes on it. But, what speed do you listen to? Uh, it's it, normal speed, really one speed, okay. which is terrible. I have a I have a really janky recorder that okay. I'm really upset with. It's like uh, it it doesn't like when you want to fast forward, it doesn't like speed up the fast forward. So if it's a like an hour long interview, oh, you have to do tough. it in one sitting that because other, it takes like. It takes like minutes to get, get to you like minute twenty. I need it. I'm, I'm gonna invest. I need in a, a good. I need a good new recorder that I can I'm, trust. I'm gonna get you as a thank you gift uh, for becoming <laughs> your teammate a new recorder because that is you know I listen on 0.75 speed, but I'm I'm on 0.75 speed. You go yes. slower. Okay. Oh, slower sense. so yeah, I can yeah, transcribe yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm I've I have friends and I there's some podcasts I listen to where this conversation's gone off. What speed do they listen to the podcast? To the podcast, on? yeah. And I'm curious. Uh, what our listeners listen on. Because one thing I've tried to work on is speaking slower. When I get excited, I can speed okay. up. And I had I had a, someone who, who listened to me sometimes and said, like, you were the fastest talker I ever heard. And it turned out he was listening yeah. on 1.5 speed. Right, right. And I was like, that was I know listen. that we do have some listeners who listen on uh, at advanced speeds. I have made the case that, to me, to my ears, 1.5 is too fast. 1.25? But, yeah, like, like the Audible app, if you're listening to a book, they have a 1.25. I find that to be the right... The, the rights. And I know that there are some uh, podcast apps where you can adjust the, yeah. the speed a, like little, on, bit, a on, little bit more fine. I, I know people, I've heard, I, I've heard of people who listen at 2. 2, at two is X. crazy. And to me, it's, that's, that's crazy. To me, that, 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 is a, um, that is like a Sam Hinky thing that, like, <laughs> yes. that like you're I'm doing, sure does, you're yes. doing just to brag that you're being extra efficient. And you're not really benefiting from. No, it. but how many more I podcasts could you listen to? Yeah, but 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 you, I feel like you are not really uh, bringing it, retaining the information that way. That is true. That is. Uh, but I'm I'm curious what our listeners listen to it on. Well, give us a hashtag. Uh, hashtag Zach Speed. I like that. The only times that you know, I, I'm sure I'm I'm not the first person to make this joke. Okay, uh, I'm sure like everyone who's been hired at the Athletic has made this okay. joke. You you might know where it's going. But when I first got my credential and it said Zach Berman, The Athletic, mm. I was like, that's an oxymoron. Um, has that joke been used often by The Athletic? Well, I know. I, it, it, it's, it's fit for me because I am one of the great athletes of, of all time. Yeah. Actually, but, uh, I, I should say back in, in your past life, um, a, a former job, uh, yeah. Pat Shermer used to say in a past life. Right. Yeah, yes. Um, yes. In, a, in a past life, you were well known for your... Flag football exploits. That's true. 
uh, the winningest bubble ball quarterback of all time, um, as far as I know. And Alex Zirko the, used to. And the, well, now Zirko was my foil. We were the opposing okay. quarterbacks. He was a very good quarterback. Uh, I, I, he, I am the all time winningest only because I was there longer. Um, he, it's possible he may have a higher winning percentage. Okay. Um, although I'm not so sure. And uh, also, don't forget the best shortstop in Philadelphia at the time. <laughs> now, who was the Philly shortstop at the time? Uh, that's a good question. It was a post Jimmy Rollins era. Okay, so that was probably Freddie Galvis. Yeah, and I think I had. I think I had. I'll, I'll still take Freddie. Who's, mm, who's, who, debatable. Who, 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 who turned into a, a better hitter than I expected? Yes, that's true. Um. All right. I guess we should let you get going. You've got. You've I'm got. Some, this. You've got some some water wings to deliver. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give us the details? <laughs> uh, no. I'll, I'll... <laughs> My 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 son's going swimming today, and I have something That's in the great. car that I need to give him. We've so. been we 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 bought. Uh, I think they were water wings with the intention of using them for Casey, but they came and they were they were like way too big. They were the wrong size that was not delivered. So we're just going to hold on to them and wait until he's that big. And for now, we'll we'll just so actually they're a little different. So the now that we're going down this yeah. with this rabbit hole, back when I was a kid. All right, so I'm 33. Years you had the little floaties. Right? I, I had the ones you put on your arms. Right. Um, and now that I'm a dad, I, I, I thought those are what it is. But right. actually, it's something that goes around right. your back. And I've on, heard so about this. So it's it's much more. It's 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 more of a fuller contraption. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, my my two year old literally is able to float in the water with it, so it, it makes it fun. Does he have a good time in the water? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. He he really enjoys it. His 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 mom, my wife's taking him swimming today, so I okay. need to give him the. Yeah, no. It's, well, you can't let him just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't just. You, you can't not give him to him. No, you can't yeah. be the. You can't be the uh, uh, like the kid at the party who can't go in because right, he's, right. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, for this episode of Birds with Friends. A little uh, quick quackdos report. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Before a, a day off for the Eagles on Friday. And uh, I think some point along the way, we will be joined by a, uh, an unnamed national reporter. So. I can't wait. Those national reporters, they come through. They see the team they one think, day. They yeah. think they get everything. They show up so entitled. Uh, I mean, the, guy, the guy's going to show up. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be absolutely... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, unbearable, probably. I, I, I look forward to seeing him. So do I. We're talking, of course, about uh, Peter King. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he came through, actually, already. He <laughs> had his day. He didn't get, he didn't, as I told you before, he didn't just automatically get the exact date that Carson Wentz was coming back. I, I give Peter a lot of credit for that. That was, that, was, that was well done. That was good. All right. Well, uh, for Zach Berman and for Shil Kapadia, I am Bo Wolf, and as always, we love you.